0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com. Forbes, and MFNBC's Your Business. This podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got to cover. And now on with the show. My guest today is Meryl Kriegsman. Meryl owns a global business development company dedicated to helping women become the wealthiest being in their lineage. She started out as an opera singer in Europe, but realized it was a financial disaster. After a stint of cleaning toilets for a living, Meryl pivoted to copywriting. Her business became a financial success quickly as she focused on working with high ticket clients. She now runs a multi-seven-figure coaching business from her Canadian farm while raising three daughters. Thanks so much for joining me
1: today, Meryl. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am thrilled to have you here. Today, we're going to be exploring how to go high-end, and um, this is a a big topic. I think a lot of people struggle with um, embracing the idea of... Mm -hmm you know, going high. Um, so talk to me some about how the listeners can shift their model so that they attract, you know, high-end clients.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think it's also a really interesting question to explore sort of like why, why people feel hesitant to go there, right? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's truly for most of us, like the most profitable business model, at least, Sort of like you know in the beginning, right? And then and then I always say like in, in, in towards like the the seven figure mark or once you're over it you can start to also pivot more towards lower ticket offers or have a have a true blend. But I've seen so many of my clients. Um, you know, like have multiple six-figure launches with a high-ticket group offer. Literally, you know, months after we started working together that, you know, I'm always, I'm always like, why doesn't everybody do this? But also everybody is different. And I know, I know you believe that too, right? And and so everybody has has a different path. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the greatest sort of reasons I see for people to be really hesitant is that they fear this idea of now, now I have to be at somebody's back-end call for like 24, you know, 24-7. Um, I have to dance to their tune. I can't have any boundaries. I just have to, right, g- give it all away. Um, and, and that scares people, right? It's sort of the the they feel they're entering an arena of, of never, it never being enough. And they're, and, and, and always needing to be available. And of course that scares the shit out of people. Like that's awful. <laughs> right? That's terrible. Um. And, and the very interesting thing is that the opposite is actually true. Right. So what, what I noticed is that when you position your high ticket you offer really, really well, and I'll, t- I'll talk about that in a second. Um, And you attract those, those really, right? The clients, I always say like that are poised for transformation, right? Like they they have all those things already in place that make your life so incredibly easy, right? Where it's literally the only thing you have to do is make a couple of suggestions or point them in the right direction or show them something and, and they just blossom open, right? In front of your eyes, right? Like it doesn't matter what area, right? Could be like whatever it is that you do, There is, there's always, I I think if we dig deep enough, there is a list of, of like, oh yeah, that would feel really luxurious if they already had these things in place, right. So that you don't have to pull on your clients to have results. So that's really where it starts. But if you create offers around that person, around that person, and you strip away everything inside of your offer, and maybe even your sort of high ticket attempt offer, right? That you've added out of fear as in like, Ooh, I need to pad it and add more to it because it's high ticket. I'm going to charge a lot of money, right? What, what, what you're left with is what high ticket clients love to buy from you, right? It's really specific. It's simple, but it's, it's tailored. And that's what high ticket clients love.
0: That is so interesting. Because yes, you would think the opposite that you have to give them so much, but what I'm hearing you say is that's not necessarily what they want, right? What they want is yeah. the solution or you know, the path, whatever the advice Exactly.
1: You know, it is. Yeah, totally. Understand. It's like they're results oriented, right? High-ticket clients are very results oriented. So it's it's literally if if you were to say like I can get you that solution in fifteen minutes, like we don't need fifteen months, they're like great. Um, how can I wire you the money, right? It's like they they're not they're not going like well. How many calls do I get though, right? Because they tend to be um, cash rich and time poor, right? Generally speaking. Yeah. Right. Um, so where, where you might sort of go like, well, I have to add all these calls in and all these extra things. They're like, I don't, I don't like, no, I don't even like that's extra. That's time. That's, that's, that's taken away from right me being able to spend, uh, right. Like intimate time with my family and, sure. and right. So that's a really important, like shift of perception that makes all the difference.
0: I'm no kidding. Okay. so. Um, talk to me some about, um, the dynamic of the relationship with these high ticket clients. So they don't want to be on a lot of calls. They value, you know, just getting it done. Right. Yeah. So, um, for some, for a lot of people, I think that can be a real shift in how they are used to dealing with their clients. So how do they, how does the business owner, you know, the person who's offering a high ticket Mm -hmm. item, you know, how, how do they make that adjustment?
1: Well, it's like, I love talking about this because it's so deeply fascinating, right? So First of all, there's the understanding of what the high ticket client wants and needs, and yeah. how they how they love to be supported. But there's also a higher level of self awareness needed, right? So the, the 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 patterns right that we bring to the table around people pleasing, or right adding adding more stuff or more time or more availability, so that we can feel safe right? As in like, if there's ever a problem, at least I can hide between all those deliverables <laughs> that I created <laughs> for this person, right? Or um, gosh, what else do we have? I call them like secrets, secret agendas, right? Where it's like, are you showing up to right give your client exquisite support and make all the money, right? With what feels the least like work is what I would say, right? The most amount of money with what feels the least like work. That's really the, the core principle of, of high-ticket offers high ticket selling um but then are you showing up to right give them exquisite support and make the most amount of money or are you showing up to be validated that you're even worthy right Mm -hmm. of that much money or that the offers you create are worth that much money or are you showing up to be liked right to get approval Mm -hmm. to sort of have that person right who may be like a very um, affluent, influential person. Right. And, and very often high ticket clients are, are, uh, are alphas, right. They are used to leading, um, right. Like their own organizations or right. Like they're, they're not, I say that like, they're not like you, you, I don't want to say like, you're up against a powerful person, but, no, but that can be. You're in the room with, yeah, with usually, right? right somebody right. who is used to, right, being really effective and, 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 right, when they say something, it gets done and stuff like that. So the really question is, like, how are you with that? And right. in the presence of that, right? What, what yeah. bubbles to the surface for you? And for most of us, right, there's just like stuff there. Right. It's like, ooh, this is, a little, this is a little scary, a little confrontational. Right. Like, what, what, for example, if they reach out and they say, like, I actually don't like what you did there, can you handle that? Can you navigate that well? Or do you sort of shrivel up and go, like, oh, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have charged <laughs> that much. Like, right. So, and the thing, Diane, is that you will only learn how to navigate these relationships right, that might feel a little scary and overwhelming in the beginning because you're really, right, people people come into, right, their first, second, third sort of high ticket offer experience, right, eager to please, right, right. eager to have it be a success. So, right, let's say there's a, there's a little bit of apprehension um, at the top, right, it's like, it's, it's okay, right, you're going to actually almost want to just run into a couple scenarios where maybe you don't quite know what to say and you don't quite know what to do. And then you figure it out. The question is, are you committed to figuring it out? Are you committed to feel triggered by right Like what feels like an unreasonable request or whatever it is. And then go like, okay, this doesn't feel good. What can I put in my contract to make sure that that cannot happen again? Or how can I set clear expectations so that people don't even feel that what they just asked is an option right so you just constantly like reverse engineer reverse engineer and put put the things in place that will yeah just put you in a position where where you're not so vulnerable to uh to to yeah like unreasonable requests or Uh, right? Feeling, feeling triggered. You have something to fall back on, like a really good contract or something, right? Clear expectation setting. Then it just gets better and better and better. And that's a journey.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I just love about that, and I hope people are really hearing is that um, it's not about getting it right straight out of the gate. It's by paying attention to what you enjoy and what you're not enjoying to you know, what is, um, what feels good, what doesn't all those sorts of things so that you can continue to fine tune what it is that you're delivering.
1: What you're delivering and how you're delivering it and how you're being with you know like a powerful individual in the room with you and what that brings up in yourself and th- th- like i always love telling the story of like the first time i sold a website copy project right back in the day when i was still doing copywriting um i sold a web copy project for $25,000 and um it was like you know five pages or so they weren't even long so there was such a discomfort within myself <laughs> around that where it's like, fuck, I'm making, oh, excuse me. Maybe I'm not supposed to <laughs> okay. say this things on, on the podcast. Like it is now X-rated. Um, you know, it's, it was this sense of, ah, uh, like really, I'm like, it has to be really good. It has to be really, really good. Right. If, if I'm charging this much money. And so what happened is that I was so scared of, of, of not having it be perfect, of not having it be whatever, right, that I started to overgive, right, and overgiving usually is actually a sign of of insecurity, not that, you know, sort of a, right, We, we sort of make ourselves believe, right, that we do it to create extra whatever client satisfaction, and usually we do it out of insecurity, so I did that, and I reviewed this um, this client's email newsletter copy. I said, like, just send me a couple of emails. I will review them. You have lots of ideas about how you can improve them, get more conversions. And it threw her into this whole thing where she felt deeply insecure because I was just giving her tips, but I wasn't going to write her email newsletter moving forward forever, you know, indefinitely. So she was like, oh, no, oh, no, I, can't, I I'm really bad at this. Right, which then created like a like like sort of a, a tear in the relationship that ended in her just being really dissatisfied with the entire project, even though the, the website copy was was beautiful and exactly based on her words and conversion rate right? and UX design was already built in and it was awesome, but it's just that over delivering sort of knee jerk reaction that I had based off of my own insecurity around the price point actually caused the, the downfall of the project. And she, I, I remember I was heartbroken when she requested sort of the, you know, like, I think it was one fourth or something of the price, like that final payment. She said, I, I'm not going to make it. And I was like, oh no. Right. And, and so there was so much learning in that for myself, wow and, and growing. And and I was really triggered and angry with her in the beginning about how she had navigated that. And I was like, no wait, actually I need to take personal responsibility. I started offering things out of fear, right? Because I, I was afraid it wasn't enough. And because of that, right? There was this, this sort of sequence of, of things that happened. So, you know, just an example, right. But for me, it's always been like, I have three young kids. I don't want to be tied to my desk, uh, all the time, you know, just like churning out copy right back in the day or right. Coaching, mentoring, uh, uh, clients at this point, right. Business, business mentorship is what I do today. Um, And so I just, I keep remembering, like, this is such a beautiful way to create, like, ease and simplicity in my business if I am able to, right, get my shit together, basically, (laughs) around how to navigate, right, the, like, the creating of high ticket offers, my own insecurities around it, overcoming them, uh, right, and and, and navigating those client relationships really well and, and being dedicated to figuring it out. Right. So that's that's really what then makes me willing to try again. And that's really important because if you decide to do this, like like literally, I have I've made millions of dollars right with high ticket offers. I have a tiny list, I, I don't spend a lot of time behind my computer. Right. So the payoff can be huge, like huge. But right, I'm not gonna lie, you're gonna be faced with your own stuff in the process of stepping into high ticket offers. And that's okay.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, you have to live in reality, right? You you can't just assume that you're going to be able to flip that switch. So exactly. Um, And I think we have to remember that really our, our purpose is in helping our client get what they need. And it's not necessarily what we think they need. And and that's where I think a lot of that over delivering can come in because we'll look at it and, and go, well, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. It's like, okay, hang on a second. Do they even want that? Yeah, totally.
1: Well, it's like one of my, my mentors, like uh, she had this beautiful analogy at one point um, uh, where she says almost like when, when you're in a kitchen, right. And you need like a bowl of grated carrots for your next steps and right. Like your next step in the recipe and you're busy and you have like 16 different meals that you're making at the same time. And the kitchen is buzzing and you're like waiting for that, for that bowl of, of grated carrots, Right, and you're. That's what you need. That's the thing. That's, just, that's the that's the 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 step that needs to be taken in the sequence of events that's going to lead to right. In this case, a beautiful meal. But then somebody pops into the kitchen we've hired to support you, and they're like, "Well, I I actually prepped the the well, let's say asparagus because I I just harvested asparagus from my own garden, which by the way is so delicious. Oh my goodness. And, you know, and you're like, I don't need asparagus right now. It is not helpful. Go away, right? It's, it's, it's that it's like, do you actually have you tuned into what it is that they actually want? And you know what, Diane, it's so easy. You just partner with them, right? At the beginning of, of a package or a project, you can simply say like, what are some, right? You could call them KPIs or, or core sort of like results or experiences that you love to see happen within, within this package or project, right? Like how, how do I knock your socks off? How do I know if you're, if you're right, if you're not happy with it and you need some additional support, right? Can you, can you be honest with me in those moments and, and reach out right away so that I can solve it, right? you you can set yourself up for success,
0: Absolutely. It's one of the things that um, like when I teach sales and I say, when you're in that conversation, one of the things you need to know is what does success look like for for them? You know, how are they going to know when this relationship is successful? Because that's what you're working toward. Not what you think success is, but what they do.
1: Yeah. And you know, I love to um if you if you go to my website, you will see that there's like a page of 50 plus like video case studies, success stories, whatever you call them. And and the reason why I have so many is well, so first of all, I I work with those poised for transformation people, right. So they come in truly ready to have the result, but also because I, I ask them those questions at the beginning of our work together, I will ask it throughout our work together. Mm -hmm. Right. So that by the end, if they have actually had those results in a sort of like a wrap up conversation where it's like, so, you know, this is what you said at the beginning and we actually did those things. And oh my goodness, we actually, right. Exceeded expectations. Yeah. You're in a perfect position to ask like, would you mind to just spend 10 minutes right now or five minutes, right? Recording a little video testimonial with me They're like, oh my goodness. Yes. Right. And that you can then use to put into your marketing material or even as a, as a part of sales, right. Where you pair um, a potential client with like the perfect case study that they're going to love. Right. Then you, <clears throat> excuse me, you just pop it in the email with your follow up and say, like, hey, by the way, I, you know, I still see so much is possible. Right. Like based on my last conversation what you shared with me, <clears throat> I always love marrying language back to to the yeah. people. And then I say, like, as I as I was thinking about this, you actually reminded me of so-and-so. so and so. So just included a little video. Right. With with their experience and highly recommend you take take three minutes or so to watch it. I've closed so many people this way, right? So it's, it's, if you do this well, there's almost like an an upward cycle of success where now this additional social proof and all of these happy clients that then realize how happy they are, right? Which also increases referrals and stuff like that, right? It's just like all, all the good stuff starts to unfold for you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to actually shift a little bit to, um, you know, the, the truth that when someone goes ahead and raises their prices, they're probably going to lose clients. And it's probably, you know, there, there's the potential that it's going to be those first loyal launch clients that believed them at the beginning, stuck with them throughout. Um, will you talk some about how that you know there really is a grieving process around that and what you suggest people do yes. to be able to deal with that effectively?
1: Yeah, so I think it actually starts, Diane, with just acknowledging that there is a grieving process, right? And and yeah. not just glaze over it and, and go yeah. like, well, yeah, whatever, let's go make some money. No, but actually right sit with with Ooh, this this hurts and not just this hurts but also right maybe there's feelings of of like I'm leaving them behind or I'm disloyal or like whatever comes up and being able to verbalize that for yourself is extremely powerful because otherwise what, what's going to happen is that you're going to right your your actions are going to be so influenced by whatever is going on subconsciously right? That you, you might go like, oh, do I have mindset issues? It's like, no, but you do have unacknowledged grief, right? It is, it is impacting you or, or unacknowledged uh, sense of, of, of guilt for right moving on. So that's really like the most crucial step. And then, right, what I always ask my clients is, well, how are you going to choose to like, what are you going to choose to do with that? Right? And, and some of them have actually reached out to those first clients, right. And said, like, you're going to see me transition into some new offers or new positioning or a new way of working with people. And, and it might not be for you, right. I feel I'm moving into something new, but what I noticed, right. And just literally partnering with them. What I noticed is that you came to mind, right. As someone that I'm so incredibly grateful for, right. And to, uh, because you supported me when, when right nobody else believed in me, and when I wasn't a proven, right, whatever. Um, and I, I want you to know this, right? As you see me moving through some of those transitions, that I, I, I'm not, I haven't forgotten about you, and and I will always appreciate, right? Sort of like something like that. It's beautiful what unfolds because by partnering with them, all of a sudden. Uh, right, clients have gotten messages back saying, "Like that's so exciting for you. I would never want to hold you back. Yeah, in fact, right. I think I have two people I'd love to refer to you."
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It, it, it we put that in our like we put that on ourselves, right? I, I've had yes. clients who have been worried about raising their prices, and when and they do, like they're worried about the fallout. What fallout's going to be? And the response they get is. I was wondering how long it was going to take you to do <laughs> yes, <this>. totally <laughs> like, yeah, seriously,
1: I'm in you know, so like you know, Diane, like you've been in business for a long time, yeah. right? like you're you're a really seasoned business owner. You know too, that transition and and, and evolution, right? like the evolution of you as a business owner
2: yeah. is
1: is an integral part of of being in business. Like we are not static right because we grow as individuals our needs change right like for example we might have people tuning in who all of a sudden are faced with an elderly parent that is going to move in to right their their basement uh, um what do you call it like apartment or uh or they might right their kids might be reaching um college age or, or right going to university and all of a sudden there's like a lot of added expenses right? So as our life changes, we change as business owners and to, to put this expectation on yourself that you're going to just stick with one thing and then just do that for the rest of your, right? Like your career, your business life, it's, it's unrealistic, right? Allow yourself to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: that's a great point. And we really don't, think about that as we're motoring through you know we just get yeah. used to where we are and we can even convince ourselves that that's where we're supposed to be
1: yeah exactly yeah.
0: yeah yeah wow this is crazy so and and I so appreciate this information it all makes so much sense to me and I'm sure it's making sense to the listeners i am wondering if if there's like an example of a business owner who has gone high-end successfully that you can share with them just to show them that, you know, yep, and this is how it works.
1: This is how it works. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have literally hundreds of examples floating through my head right now because that's literally what I do. <laughs> I help people go, go high-end. Um, Diane, what do you think they would appreciate? Like a service provider example, a coach example, or maybe both? Or I think a service provider example. Service provider example. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, one of my clients or um, alumni at this point, um, we worked together for a few years and it was so lovely. And uh, today we are more like collaboration partners, which by the way, is also so awesome to see my students, my clients actually becoming my peers, right? That's, that's really my intention uh, in, in mentoring them. Um, but this particular client, um, she was a copywriter like me, like myself, and it's not that I just work with copywriters. Like we work with, uh, we, we work with permaculture, like garden design people. We work with interior designers. We work with photographers. We work with creatives. We work with coaches because uh, it's really a very similar process, right? That they go through, even though their businesses are very different. So this particular person's a copywriter and she comes to me and she's like, Meryl, I have like a bunch of retainers. Uh, and, and right at, at $1,500 a month. And the clients just don't seem to be happy, right? Or, or as happy as I would love for my people to be. It's sort of right. We've gotten accustomed to one another, and it's just like I'm there. And then all of a sudden, they have like these expectations for me to write so much stuff, and it feels disrespectful, and I don't know what to do with it. And I'm not reaching my financial goals at all. Right. So we started to dig into. Right, like what is actually your zone of genius and this is Diane like the most important question to ask yourself before you move into this and and also what will give you the confidence to move into this right so do you actually know right what your magic is that when you're in the room with the right people people who are truly poised for transformation like the only the only thing you have to do is like flick your your pinky finger and and like everything is is transforming right like that's really what you want to build your offers around because that is that's when you write that hit that sweet spot of of make the most amount of money with what feels the least like work it is usually right the the the, the moments where it's just like oh that's just a suggestion oh that's just a you know whatever that was just a suggestion <laughs> I mean. right or um oh I have a little insight for you or right some coaches who may be more like holistic they might say I just downloaded something on your behalf I got this idea overnight it is those things that are worth millions to the right people and 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 yet right like like this particular client, Um, she thought that it was in the deliverables and the amount of them, or sort of the the commodity of, of, right, what she, how she was serving her clients, that that was what they paid for. And so this is where you want to bravely venture, right, into, well, what actually is my magic, right? And for me, that is, for example, uh, helping people see the possibilities and then make them real right? That's really what my magic is, right? And then that translates into people, right? Creating seven-figure, multiple seven-figure businesses, right? Uh, But that's really what my magic is. I can talk about, I can teach you how to do this, can teach you how to do that. But my real magic is that I help people see the possibilities and then make them real. So for the copywriting client, her magic is to help people become Really authentic in how they express themselves, right? Like through their words. And that translates into a brand that people fall in love with, right? And want to buy from. So, what we helped her do was create a, a high ticket group program. And she launched it and it basically sold out. I think her first launch was 100,000 or 106,000 or something. And then she launched it again. And and she launched it again. And every time she launched it, she basically added like a quarter million uh, in 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 launch revenue, like on top. Like every time she like it was it was amazing. So that's just one example, right? And of course, she was massively leveraging her time because it was group. Um, but we've also had people who, well, for example, the, the permaculture uh, expert. If you don't know what permaculture is, it's like um, uh, I think another another uh, way of describing what it is that they do is, is sort of like garden design, right. And permaculture is a, is oh, a niche sure. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, this particular client was selling VIP days at like, let's say $1,500. Right. And and he would get a bunch of people in and would teach something. And then um, that would be it, right. There was no upsell strategy. There was no strategy for keeping, you know, the client sort of buying, And then again, I asked this question, like, what is your, what is your true zone of genius though? Right. And, and all of a sudden there was this sense of, well, I know I I can go to any government, any local municipality, any sort of like, you know, person who has a big, big amount of land and I can tell exactly what they need to set themselves up for, you know, when, when the climate crisis start to really unfold for them to be sort of well-protected, right, from either flooding or drought or, right, They're, like, he has all these incredible remedies, uh, right, even for, like, forest fires and stuff like that, and I was like, why are you flutzing around with, like, $1,500 <laughs> VIP days, right, yeah. so all of a sudden, this person shifted towards selling uh, uh, multiple six-figure projects, right, to governments and to local municipalities and, and, um, right. Speaking at, uh, at, 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 like incredible, um, uh, right. Like ke- uh, doing keynotes and right. So this is really about not just like, what can I charge the most amount of money for, but what is my, like, what is going to fulfill my, my destiny, right? Like, w- how am I going to be of value, right, in the most powerful way, like that's really the question underneath the question of like how to go high ticket and why.
0: Yeah, boy, that, that, so that makes a ton of sense to me, and I really appreciate those examples, because um, I, I, you know, it it really helps people see what, you know, what that path is, and, and for some people, you know, but also how it is, Doable. So, Meryl, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing this um, information. It's so great. And will you tell the listeners uh, how they can find you, please?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, first of all, we have uh, a lovely little giveaway that will be connected to this episode. It's my secret podcast called Wealth Whispers. And usually it's a pay thing, but you're going to get a promo code so you can opt in for free. So, I hope you will, because I share a lot of like behind the scenes stuff and like thoughts and it's it's really really rich um so that's that's where you can find me for sure also come you know fo- follow me on on instagram uh simply like my name come find me go say hello in the in the in the dms and i also have a facebook group that's super vibrant and alive um it's called wealth on your terms on facebook
0: wonderful my gosh well as i said thank you so much i think this was really valuable Uh, It it is thought provoking. Um, I think this is one of those episodes listeners will listen to a couple of times. And uh, speaking of listeners, thank you as well. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of accelerate your business growth, a production of evergreen podcasts, discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit